Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hello. Today we are going to talk about Bible study. It's a pretty unstructured podcast today with just a variety of resources, books, tools, methods that I've enjoyed over the years. Some some links will be in the show notes of these different books that I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, it's not intended for you to feel like you've got to commandeer all of these different things. Maybe one thing will stand out to you. I have not, I did not come to Bible study with all of these things at once, but I've, I've accumulated this list over time. I would love to hear from you different tools that you use and enjoy, different methods that you have found to be helpful. I would love to hear questions that you have about these different things we're going to discuss today. And together, we could compile an even big, bigger and broader list. And so I'm going to just jump right in. I've also got a prayer that I wrote for Bible study that I am going to have available for you in a PDF download. And I want to just talk you through that. It's actually the prayer that I begin every day with. It's a childlike prayer for living out what God has called us to do every day. And at first I didn't want to share it because it seems too childlike, but I think that you'll appreciate the childlikeness of it, especially in light of the passage that says, unless you become like these little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So it's not high, it's it's very childlike and innocent, but I think that you'll appreciate that. And perhaps the Lord will lead you to write a, a poem as you prepare your heart and mind for Bible study. Okay, so we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Before then, um, I now have the luxury with all of my children, almost all of them grown and launched, right? My youngest is now 18 and so I do have the luxury at this point to have quiet time in the morning. And I begin my quiet time just about every day by lighting a candle. There's something about lighting a candle, being reminded of the light of Jesus Christ in a dark world and that I'm called to be a light. There's just something very peaceful about lighting the match and lighting the candle. It sort of sets a tone. <clears throat> I find that to be very powerful. I often always, I off, almost always, sorry, sit down with a cup of tea. This afternoon, I actually have mint, one of my beloved flavors. And that, too, is just a ritual that I enjoy sitting down with my cup of tea. The first thing I do before I even open the Bible of God's Word is I read um, one of the prayers and one of my most favorite resources, and that's the Valley of Vision Puritan Prayer Book. So 
Um, I'll do a whole nother podcast sometime just on this book itself. But suffice it to say that I just work through these prayers. I do one a day. I mark in the margins. You, it won't shock you to know since I advocate for you to mark scripture that I also mark my Valley of Vision prayer book, different notations, specific prayers, insights. And I just pray through, like I said, every day and I just move the marker every day. And I've really enjoyed um, this prayer book. It's really challenged me. There's a whole section on repentance. And I would suggest that it's very easy to not be repentant in our everyday life. And this, this has it's been a great tool for me to remind me of the importance and the priority of that. So the Valley of Vision Puritan prayer book is one thing. I've also enjoyed over the years the Streams in the Desert. It's a daily devotional by L.B. Kalman, and this is an updated edition. Um, it says in today's language, so some of the late, the earlier editions of this had higher language. But this one I actually found during our unemployment of now 15 years ago. We walked through 22 months of unemployment. And that was back when all seven children were at home. It was a very, very difficult time. No income for 22 months. And someone gave this to me. I cannot remember who it was, but it was truly a stream in a desert. And many of these pages are tear-stained. And I've also marked this up. And even though, like scripture, I have read it more than once, I am just so encouraged and refreshed with this. It also makes a great gift. Um, to people who you know are struggling. Sometimes we have a hard time knowing what to say, and I find most often it's best to let God and His Word speak for itself. And so this is an excellent resource, Streams in the Desert. Of course, um, it will not shock you to know that one of the other tools that I have very close by for my Bible study time is my hymnal. And again, we will be doing an entire podcast in the future just on hymnals in general. I happen to have a small collection when I go to an antique store or anything like that, any kind of a vintage outlet. I always look to see if there are any old hymnals available for purchase. Many of the older hymnals that I sometimes find have verses that have been cut out of the newer editions of hymnals. And, I, and I've got to tell you, I think it's really sad that today most children and yea, a whole generation is being raised without the value of the hymnal. That such deep theological truths within these pages that I will say as a child, uh, the hymnal was an integral part of worship every Sunday and God in his goodness and really difficult, dark, trying times in my life, the words of not just God's word and his truth, but also of the hymns have just bubbled up in my heart, mind, and soul and blessed me and granted me peace and strength and assurance when things seemed the bleakest. So I do love my hymnal and, and try to use it regularly um, as a tool to help focus my mind on God's truth. A new resource that I found only a couple of years ago and was my huge big Christmas present, I think it was at least two years ago, is the new ESV journal Bible set. So they have taken each one of the books of the Bible. Not all of them are individual. This happens to be Psalms, so it's rather thick. 
but the 66 books of the Bible, and they put them into journal form. So this is, I think this is Second Corinthians, and this is Luke. And so what they've done, and I'll take the Luke and show you, what they've done is they put the passage of Scripture on one side, and this side is blank. And so, um, and you can see here, I'm trying to find the page where I've got, lots, I've got notes. So I've not only marked up the passage on the one side, but I've also made notations here on the journal side. And it is my heart's desire to just continue to pour over these passages of Scripture over time and take more and more notes as the Holy Spirit teaches me and shows me more uh, cross-referencing and um, things that he's doing in my own heart and mind as I study that these are excellent tools because often our Bibles, there's not space to take notes or to mark things. And so I really do love these. And you can get the whole set, the old, whole Old Testament, the whole New Testament, or one at a time. You can get these books over at christianbook.com. And I highly recommend them. I think they're invaluable tools. They also make great gifts, um, especially, I would say, the Psalms. Um, it's just, and they have art pages too. I was going to show you one of those pages. So in the spirit of the old, um, the way that they used to illuminate scripture with um, beautiful artwork, they've also done that in these journals. So uh, intermittently, there are pages that are beautifully gold gilded with different passages. And it just makes Bible study time a delight and you have an opportunity to mark what God is showing you. And and I would encourage you as you do that to date it, you know, because those dates become significant. They become stakes in the ground, what God showed you in his word. Another tool that I really love, and I actually got this in my seminary study time, is the ESV Study Bible. And this also is available at christianbook.com. And it's outstanding. There is actual room in here to make notations. I want to just say, um, when marking in the Bible, these micron pens, um, this is the really uh, narrow one. This is O1. This is what I use to work in my, in my Bible, actual Bible. It does not bleed through. I used it here in the ESV Bible to not only make notations, but to underline and I also use it in my primary Bible. And so these micron pens, you can get them in black, you can get them in every color. And I find them to be very helpful for actually marking in scripture. I love my pencil, but pencil fades. That's what I've learned. And so the micron pens are very handy in that regard. I've used the um, wax like highlighter set that you can get and, and they, they tout, you know, it doesn't bleed through, but it also makes my pages sticky. And so I much prefer the uh, micron pens for that. And I'll, and I'll get a link for those too. The ESV study Bible gives notation at the bottom, commentary and cross-referencing at the Bible at the bottom of every page. And there's an excellent resource at the beginning of every book giving you information on the background, the title, the theme, the author, the date, um, different charts and graphs, and, and incredibly helpful reading, um, more than you can probably uh, take in at one time, but truly, truly helpful information 
for you to study. And so this is an excellent tool. And again, available at christianbook.com. Um, let's see. This is one of the Bibles that I enjoy looking at in addition to mine. I actually have a whole shelf over here that you cannot see of different translations of the Bible. This is just one, the Amplified. Often I like to look up what the Amplified has to say because it adds a fuller understanding of a passage. And so I've enjoyed having that. I also have, let me look over here, the, the Jewish Bible the Archaeological Bible, the Apologetics Bible. And so depending on the passage or the occasion, I might pull one of those. Those versions are also available in some of those online tools I mentioned earlier. But I remember I'm a very hands-on person, and so I actually like to open it. I'm very much about the book. And I like to open it and be able to look at it and mark it. And so I've been very blessed and grateful for those Bibles as well. Um, there's another tool that I enjoy. Um, it's called Talk Through the Bible by Ken Boa and Bruce Wilkinson. This was one of the primary resources that I used when I wrote the Walk Through the Bible um, curriculum called the Word in Motion, I wrote that in partnership with Walk Through the Bible Ministries, and I referenced this book as I worked on that project, and it is an excellent tool. This book goes through, I mean, the charts and the graphs in here are outstanding, and again, not surprising me, mine is completely marked up. So it takes every single book of the Bible, gives you a very memorable outline, key verses, key people, themes, meanings, all of that. This is an excellent tool for your Bible study, a great primary resource to go and see where the passage you're looking at fits into the larger picture, right? There are all kinds of charts and graphs in here, maps in here. It, it's just a great primary fundamental reference. And again, you can get it at christianbook.com. Okay, let's see. And here is my Bible. And I, I think that we might be close. It might be almost time. I've already had it re, um, uh, recovered one time because it was falling apart. And it may be that it's getting close to either doing that again or replacing. Um, I have several Bibles that I have taught through and I've studied through. This is just the most recent one. Um, I, I love to get a Bible, what I would call broken in. This one's good and broken in. So this is John 17 and 18. And um, again, all circled and arrowed and drawn um, because I just love to get in and dig in. You may or may not know that I am a gardener at heart, and one of my most favorite things to do is to play in the dirt, and I I love to weed, and I love to really get into the ground. I love the smell of the dirt, especially in the spring. I love to plant seeds. I love to see them grow into beautiful plants, and that love of gardening translates very easily over into my love of scripture. And I kind of approach scripture the, kind of the same way I approach gardening. And that is I really love to dig in and go deep. And I love to weed out. I love to see what it is that God's trying to show me and get those weeds out of my own heart. And so I really do enjoy. And I hope that you have a primary Bible. And I hope that it, you keep it with you often and you spend a lot of time in it. Mom, Dad, your kids need to see you in this word.
I know the temptation is, and I know the normal is for you to be on your screen all the times to the point that your kids don't recognize you without holding your phone. But what if, what difference would it make if indeed your kids saw you in God's word more often? I would suggest to you that that is a powerful testimony of your priority that your kids see you in God's word regularly and often and deeply. So I hope you have a primary um, Bible that you study from. So again, those are just a few of the tools and the books that I enjoy using and referencing during my Bible study time. I want to kind of shift now to that prayer that I told you that I've written. And again, I was a little hesitant to share this with you because when I wrote it down, it's something that I've prayed for years now, I guess. And I, I can't really remember when I first started praying this. And I often pray it upon waking in the morning. And when I was writing it down, I was thinking about sharing it on the podcast. And I thought, you know, this just sounds so childish. And I wrote it down on, the, on a page in my journal. And a few days later, I came back to it. And I was like, you know what? That's as it should be. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. It needs to reflect a childlike heart and desire and innocence and a seeking after God. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the Word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's Word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. All right, so we've talked about all the books and the resources and the website, and I've got links for those for you in the show notes. It's not an exhaustive list. These are sort of the highlights of things that I've enjoyed and accumulated over the years. And again, I just hope one of them jumps out to you. And I hope that you'll write in and tell me about things that you've used. Maybe what kind of candle you like to light or what kind of tea you like to drink or which version or translation of the Bible you find the most helpful. Or maybe there's another study reference or tool that you enjoy. Please do let me know and let's create a list that we can all use and benefit from. So now I want to shift to the prayer I mentioned early on. So this is a prayer that I have been saying now for years. I don't really remember when I originally started saying this, and I usually say it upon waking. I think this is the first time I've ever written it down, was for this podcast. I'd never written it down before. And as I was thinking through wanting to talk to you about Bible study time, the thought occurred to me, you know, you should share the prayer. 
And so I was sitting there writing it down. And as I was writing it down, I was like, man, this sounds really, really childish. And so I thought, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that or not. And so I wrote the whole thing down and I stepped away from it. And I came back to it a couple of days later and I was like, you know what? It's as it should be. It is childlike. It's not perfect. It's not high, it's not high verbiage or language. But we are called to have the faith of little children. And so I'm not going to apologize for how childlike it is. You may have the gift of poetry and prayer writing more than I do. And so please, again, share that with me. But here is a prayer for your Bible study time, for your day. Because again, I'm going to suggest to you that our Bible study is to be how we live out our relationship with God. And so it's appropriate to say this first time, first thing in the morning upon waking. And it's simple enough that you could not only memorize it yourself, but also teach it to your children and or amend it and write your own. So I'm going to read the whole thing through to you. It'll be available as a PDF download so that you can get it yourself. And then I'm going to go through and pick a few points to tell you the scripture reference. So this is not just off the top of my head. Each one of the lines in this prayer has a specific scripture reference. So here we go. Father God, I love you so. I need your help. I want to grow. Teach me your truth that I may know what I should say, where I should go. Who would you have me serve today? What part of me need die away? Give me eyes that I can see, ears that listen close to thee. Send your spirit as I read. Keep me mindful of my need. Guard this time I've set aside. Father, come with me. Abide. So again, it's a very, very simple prayer that I think each one of us can pray as we're laying out our lives every day for God to use us. There are one, two, three, four, five, six verbs that I want to key off of. Again, I will notate in the PDF for you the scripture references. They won't be an exhaustive list, but I will put scripture references for each line. But I just want to look at the remaining time that we have together at these six verbs, six things that I am asking of God. I'm asking him to teach me, to give me, to send me, to keep me, to guard me, and to abide with me. So first of all, this idea of asking God to teach me, this is an attitude of submission. In other words, I don't know what I need to know, right? And I love the passage in Psalm 8611, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I can walk in your paths. As a mom, you know what I know. There are so many things that our young children do not know. And the hardest thing sometimes about being a mom is the fact that they don't know what they don't know. We know what they don't know, but they don't know yet. It is also true in our relationship with God. It is easy for us to arrive at a place where we think we know everything we need to know. We got it. And yet the almighty sovereign king of the universe just shakes his head. Oh, honey, you don't know. And for us, 
to live our lives open-handed and to ask God, teach me, teach me your truth. And the next line is that I may know what I should say, where I should go. Every single day, we need the Lord to teach us, to show us, to lead us. And that is this attitude of submission. The second verb, skipping down a few lines, is give me eyes that I can see, ears that listen close to thee. There are many times in the scripture that Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. The whole point being that God gave us ears to hear. He gave us eyes to see. And yet sometimes, and we hear this in the Old Testament prophecy, sometimes we have eyes, but we don't see. And we have ears, but we don't hear. Sometimes it's because of a chosen blindness. And because we have our hands over our ears, we don't want to see what's right in front of us. We don't want to hear the truth that we know is echoing. Here, I'm asking God to give me eyes. Show me what I can't see. Don't let me put my hands over my ears. Don't let me not hear from you. Give me eyes to see. Show me, show me, show me. The third verb, send your spirit as I read. I am convinced, and the Bible teaches us, that it's not just about reading God's word. It's about submitting to the teaching of the Holy Spirit. As I read, as I read, send your spirit and show me. Teach me as I'm reading. Send your spirit as I read. Walk me through this. I remember when my kids were really little and I was teaching them to read. And they would sit there and read. And it was so important that I sat with them so that the words that they thought they were reading were actually the words that were on the page. Look, you and I can read into Scripture things that simply aren't there. We need the Holy Spirit to come and direct our thoughts, to guide us into all truth. And he says he will do that. He will come. Jesus promised his disciples and thereby promised us too that he would send his Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. And so, again, we have an opportunity to submit to the Spirit as we read to his teaching and his direction. Fourth, keep me mindful of my need. Keep me mindful of my need. In this line, I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus told of the publican who prayed, right? All, he was just so proud. I'm so glad I am not like that guy, right? He was so arrogant. He didn't even realize what his need was. He was confident that he was it. And God was lucky to have him on God, his team. No, no. Oh, that you and I would live lives mindful of our need. That we would not forget just how much we need God. One of my favorite hymns is, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Oh, that we would remember just how much we need God and not forget it. Not step over into easy arrogance and pride. But stay humble. Stay mindful. Keep me mindful of my need. The fifth verb, 
Guard this time I've set aside. I don't have to explain, moms, how under fire your Bible study time can actually be. In fact, I would suggest to you that if you want to be interrupted, if you just think it would be a great thing to be interrupted, just dare to set aside some time for Bible study. And you will be, right? You will be interrupted. I think it is important for us to say, to ask, not that it's going to be quiet and perfect every time, not that we're never going to be interrupted, but that we ask, would you guard this time I've set aside? Because surely the baby will cry, the doorbell will ring, the phone will vibrate. But we're asking him, guard this time. Give me some time. Guard it. Set some boundaries around here. And moms, you're probably not, with little kids, going to get a good hour or 30 or maybe 15, maybe not even five. But that God, in guarding the time that you've set aside, will give you exactly what he needs to give you in the moments that he grants you. Guard this time I've set aside. And lastly, Father, come with me, abide. We know from our study of God's word that he is everywhere all the time, that he is omnipresent. It's not like he needs an invitation from us to be with us. He is with us. We're his child. This is an acknowledgement of his presence with us. This is a celebration of his presence with us. He is abiding with us, especially as we seek his word. Go back and read John 15. The whole idea of I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me and I will abide in you. And that is what we get to do when we spend time in God's word. Abide in him and his word and he abides in us. I want to pray that God will bless you as you seek him in 2022 in his word. I hope that you'll join us in the M&M study. I hope that you'll dare to dig into God's truth. We're going to have several different series over on the membership site. We're going to study right here in the podcast. We're going to discuss a whole variety of different topics and truths. I pray that you will determine to lean in to the transformational power of God and his word. He has great plans for you as you focus up. I'll see you next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place.
place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.